This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check out The Rope Trainer today. As always, ropetrainer.com. And thanks to Earl Perrin, Chris Vernon, of course, the Hall of Famer John Smoltz, for believing in a product that's helping change um, the way we do things out there. And we're trying to make improvements within the game and, and make things better for everybody involved, both from a performance standpoint and a health standpoint. So, again, special thanks to theropetrainer.com. Um, uh, interesting topic for this week's show. Um, read some articles, saw something that made me think about it, and it's something that I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to. It's something that I've heard a lot about in the background. You hear a lot of noise, and you're not sure what's true and what's not true. So one of the things that I've noticed recently is a little more talk again about dropping participation in sports. Uh, when I see this, the first thing I think about is all the things that most people probably think about whenever you hear something like this. And you probably think about your own situation and maybe if you have your own struggles. I, I, I can look at my own particular uh, situation only because I'm not in everybody else's house. Now, I've coached enough kids to know enough to be dangerous about it. But the truth of the matter is um, if you're going to look at something objectively and with real, you know, real interest and, and real knowledge, you can, you can look at what's going on in your own home and you know that that's not up for debate, right? The truth of the matter is I've, I've looked at things like video games and internet and, and, and all that type of stuff as something that is, causing the decline. Now, the truth is, you know, I think an old school mentality is I don't like this. I don't want to do this. I don't, this stuff drives me crazy. That's fine. I, I get that. But it's really more, it's just something else for them to do. Uh, you know, I, I, for lack of a better comparison, you know, people talk about different things like um, I worked at Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser was on the decline years for years and still is. And they would talk about why, 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 and it was like, well, you can do whatever you want to do to try to stop the decline, but the reality of it is we have changed, right? We now take into consideration calories and things like that, so light beer was killing the full-calorie beers in all segments. Well, and then we made a right turn, and we started going with craft beers. So then, if you noticed, AB tried to say that they were the original craft beer because it was a full calorie, a little more alcohol, that sort of thing. So a little late to the party, in my opinion, um, but just one guy's opinion for them. But that's kind of the comparison is that the things change, right? Like all things change. Monday Night Football couldn't stop the decline of listenership. And it's, you know, is it our product? Well, it, is it the product as much as there's 8,000 other things to watch now as opposed to back in the day? That's and it wasn't so readily available to watch as much football as you want, so you tuned in. So again, lots of things change, and you're not going to stop that. But is it a healthy change? Is it a positive change? Well, for most parents, you may look at 
your kid deciding he wants to be into video games versus playing sports, and it might irritate you because you didn't grow up that way, but, you know, I'm not quite sure that I'm in a position to tell you what's what when it comes to that. Now, some people will talk about the health aspect of all this. Of course, I get that. Um, but truth be told, I'm not an authority to, to tell you this. Now, it doesn't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that it's good to be healthy. And the, the more you're going to get outside, the more you're going to do things and the more you're going to participate in things, the more healthy you're going to be. But, um, that being said, I'm not a, I'm not in any position to tell anybody what they have to do or what they should do. I know that kids are faced with a variety of things these days. I also do know that kids, um, like with everything, rely on parents to give them an opportunity to do anything they do. Um, a, a kid that plays in band had to be introduced to that instrument by somebody. And I would say 99% of the time it's parents or grandparents or maybe a school influence or something like that. Some sort of influence came from somewhere that got a kid to, to do or try something. I mean, think about the toys they play with. Think about the things they watch. Think about it. It's all things that, you know, a child relies on the adult. It, re- it relies on the authoritative figure to introduce them to things. Now, does that mean just because I introduced my kid to this or that, that he's going to like it? No. I mean, that's reality, right? I, I look at it and I say, okay, I've, I've introduced my kids, and I think I've said this on the show before. Both my kids have asked me why I let them do so much different stuff, and I said I wanted them to try it and find out what they liked, right? So I I think it's also natural that as a parent, uh, if you really love something, you probably are pushing that, maybe not even intentionally, but your, your focus and love for it will relay sometimes into the kid. And, you know, you have all these romantic stories about my dad was a Cardinal fan, so I'm a Cardinal fan, and we go to Cardinal games together. Well, that could be anything, though. That could be music. That could be um, what, what kind of career you have. It could be your faith. It could be, you know, good or bad, you know, depending on what side you are, politics, things like that, right? That's the way it works. Now, for this conversation, though, I'm talking about the things that we as people that consider ourselves involved in this game of youth baseball, the things that we can control that might be contributing to this. So, I want to talk a little bit about that today, and again, this will be a good topic of conversation because my guess would be is that you, you've got people out there that have horror stories, you have people out there that have their own stories, you have people out there that, and and I don't mean this to be mean, but you have people out there who have self-fulfilling prophecies when it comes to especially select sports, and there's no way around it, and there's no happy ending for them no matter what you do because there's a lot of blind a lot of blind travel and I'll explain what I mean by that in a little bit here, but um, I'm interested today. I mean, the question, you know, the, the real question is why are kids not, why are they quitting? Why are they not playing? Why are they not interested? And it's not an easy answer. It's not like a, okay, well, here's the answer. I, it, I think there's a lot of contributing factors to it. I think in the end, we're going to look at it and say, can we be better? Can we, can we figure this out? Can we, can we, headed off at the pass and make a change? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if we'll ever, I don't know that we'll ever get certain things back, if that makes sense. And I don't know that we necessarily have to. Um, you know, I, I, things don't have to be like they used to be. I, I'm not sold on that. 
Um, I, I I've got I've got probably ten or twelve ideas as to why this thing has gone in this direction. For me, I'm looking at it and trying to figure out which one is right. So again, I'm going to ask the listeners again for their feedback after this one, because I'm still somewhat perplexed into the whole, um, if we're ever going to get a true answer on this question. So again, that's why I'm looking for this. Um, you guys, uh, like I said, you guys do a great job of giving me feedback, whether you agree or disagree with me. And I think this is an interesting topic that I'm not a hundred percent sure unlike some where I feel like you can come to a conclusion. I don't know that I'll ever get to a conclusion on this one because I think everybody's situation's different. But as I'm, as I'm looking at these things and I'm reading these types of things, I'm getting, I'm getting it out. So, um, just let me know your thoughts on this topic today before we get knee deep in it though. I want to remind everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. We can, um, we can do many things there that we, that, that we appreciate you guys doing. Number one, um, if you guys or shopping on Amazon. We know you are. If you could do it through our website, it would mean a lot to us. That's how we take care of the guys that do all the work behind the scenes. Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, our producers. You simply click that Amazon banner. You do your shopping. You're done with us once you've clicked it. Uh, it's a very small referral for us and doesn't cost you anything. And like I said, it does mean a lot to us. So we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, Listening to back episodes is something that you guys are doing and we do appreciate it. It means a lot to us. The catalog um, is somewhat evergreen. Uh, we do have lots of uh, we do have lots of episodes in the bank now, and we've had some great guests. We've had some amazing stories told, amazing instruction throughout the years. And you may find something that applies to something you're going with, or you just may be into binge listening, like if you're like me with Netflix. So again, you can do that all through the the website, and of course, the main thing: subscribe to the show, which is absolutely free, and it keeps you up to date when the show's out. Finding us on social media is, is a big help for us. Find us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. If you follow us and you're involved in baseball, we're going to follow you back. Uh, Facebook's a big push for us. Find us on Facebook. Type in Youth Baseball Talk. Like our Facebook page. Click invite your friends and anybody involved in this wonderful game. If you would invite them, we would appreciate it as well. Uh, you know, Instagram, don't do much on there. I'm not much of an Instagrammer, but Youth Baseball Talk on there as well. And again, we're part of lineupmedia.fm, which is the fastest growing podcast company on the planet, but more importantly now, home to the, the newest streaming platform, Yo Radio. Uh, it's awesome. We love being a part of it, being part of that lineup and having the ability to have our, our show found on another platform where, you know, people have it downloaded on their mobile devices and phones and want to have access to many different things. Yo Radio, it's tremendous. You guys are going to love it the new versions out. It's real sleek, real handy. Again, it's everything you would hope it would be in more. Yo Radio, download it today. Uh, you heard me mention the rope trainer. Uh, Kirk's off this week, um, out. Could uh, So no rope report this week, but we do appreciate our friends at ropetrainer.com. Uh, I'm going to start off this week with precisionimpact.ca. And again, you guys have heard me talk about Dirk. You've heard me talk about what a great company it is. Again, um, you know, I talk about the hitting and fielding. I was just telling somebody yesterday to go on and get some of the, uh, get some of the slugs. They were telling me about a situation, uh, that they don't always get their, their work in because they just don't have the space. And again, um, 
you know, safety and space issues prevent regular batting practice sometimes, folks. So fortunately, slugs, squishies, flux balls, they're great for practicing in areas where baseballs would be unsafe to do so. They've got them for you at precisionimpact.ca. So, you know, that's just one of the many conversations I've had. You've heard me talk about arm care and throwing. Uh, baseball throwing is a strenuous activity. Um, you know, proper recovery is vital. Uh, you want to return your athlete to their peak performance uh, to, to, to allow them to have a long-lasting career, whatever that career is for them. And oftentimes young athletes will wait until injuries before worrying about the arm care. If you want to be proactive and increase strength and endurance before injuries happen, precisionimpact.ca is where you need to go. Get the tools you need to throw like a champion. Stay injury-free. All of it delivered to your doorstep at a price you can afford. And don't forget, you can get your extra 10% off by typing in Youth Baseball Talk in the discount code area uh, when you do your checkout. And again, that's precisionimpact.ca. I'm going to turn it over now to Dirk Dembroski uh, and see what he has for us this week. Looking forward to his conversation uh, about understanding the game better. Uh, it's, it's something that we all need to do. It's something that I'm... Um, trying to get better at myself as I try to, you know, the game changes sometimes and players are doing things now that, that kind of change, like how you coach a game, how you manage a game, how you view the game, how you analyze players or how you evaluate players. So uh, I'm interested to see what Dirk has for us this week. Uh, again, it's precisionimpact.ca tip of the week, understanding the game better. Take it away, Dirk. Thanks, Jim. And thanks, Youth Baseball Talk. As always, my name is Dirk, and on today's Precision Impact Rundown, I'm going to talk a little bit about one of my biggest frustrations as of lately, uh, and that's repeatedly seeing baseball players having a lack of basic skill knowledge. Now, this isn't necessarily referring to baseball knowledge of the game itself, which is very important, but I wanted to talk about basic skill knowledge. I think it's really crucial as a baseball athlete, no matter what age you are, to very quickly get as much of an extensive knowledge about the things you're going to be doing in that game as quickly as possible. And what I mean by that is when it comes to hitting, I think too many players don't understand what's happening when they pull a ball foul or when they're late or when they're early or when they're popping up or hitting into the dirt. They just think that's just the result of their hitting. Now, as of lately, I've been asking young baseball players questions when I'm helping them in the cages, and it's, it's simply putting them on the spot and asking them, do you understand what's happening? And then if not, then I'll go into some detail, and sometimes I'll even put them on the spot and ask, do you understand what's happening? And if they say yes, I'll go even further and have them try to describe what's happening. And a lot of the times, they get kind of caught not knowing what's going on. A lot of players will say they understand something, but really they don't. And, and as coaches, it's our job to make sure that we seek out those things they don't understand and make sure we clarify them. I think baseball players will be able to adjust faster in-game and have better practices and better repetitions when they have a better understanding of what it is they're doing. We assume too much as coaches and as a player, if you're a player listening to this, make sure you're asking your coach as many questions as you can if you don't know something. It feels a whole lot worse striking out because you just didn't have the basic knowledge to be able to make an adjustment and make something happen. It feels a whole lot worse letting a ball through your legs because you don't have the basic understanding of feeling. It feels a whole lot worse you know, not understanding how to track a ball and letting it drop than just asking the questions when you have the time. And as winter is starting to really start to sink deep in here, I think it's really important that you have a plan going ahead as a player. 
and a plan as a coach to make sure that we start to fill these gaps in a little bit and not let players simply just move on to the next level or move go back to their program without having an extensive understanding of knowledge or increase their extensive knowledge this goes for pitchers and hitters and fielders and everything so for in terms of hitting when you're at the plate and you're extremely behind or you've swung through, you need to understand some basic skill knowledge, basic hitting knowledge, so that you can make rapid adjustments in your at-bat and find more success. Pitching's no different. I'll quiz people all the time and, and pitchers to understand. Do you understand why you're spiking that ball? Do you understand why that ball for the fifth time in a row has flown high and in? A lot of players don't understand. So just simply by explaining it to them and and empowering young baseball athletes with the knowledge of how to make corrections, I start to see them do it on their own, which is crucial. It makes makes my job a lot easier, but at the same time, it just gives them the, the power and the knowledge to make sure that they can do things on their own so that if they're going into the cage to hit on their own, they can make some huge adjustments and they're not in there just making the same mistakes, grooving terrible movement patterns and terrible habits. Even if we were to go back even further, if you're a young uh, peewee or even younger kind of thing like that, it's really underst- it's really important that you have a really simple understanding as you start to pitch of you know a full windup to a set. Um, all these types of things, I'm starting to run into athletes that just don't have enough basic understanding, and it has nothing to do with necessarily us up here in Canada versus the U.S. baseball, because in our program, we've got a few U.S. kids that have moved up here. Their parents have you know, moved them up here for work, and their their basic understand, understanding is just as, just as little as some of the other kids in the program. So really, I think it's just a general epidemic of kids not being prepared properly by coaches. I think coaches really love to to emphasize mechanics or coaching, you know, arm slot instead of just having them understand that you need to throw through your target, right? I mean, I was working with some peewee kids the other night and I just didn't really coach them mechanically, but it was more mentally having them understand to put a little bit more effort into some of the things they were doing and I was getting a really, really good result. Same goes for some of the peewee kids in the cages. I didn't really um, mess around mechanically too much. It was just their effort was around 60 70% swings because, well, they didn't want to tire themselves out, and they knew they had a lot of hitting that night. I simply tried to up their intensity and up their effort, and I was getting a really, really positive result. Um, when athletes have a better understanding of the game, you'll start to see an incredible and dramatic improvement in their playing, which which is ultimately, as coaches, what we're going for. And as players, you should be making sure that you're asking questions, that every time you go into a training session, you're walking away a better athlete. But that only happens if you want that, or if you you know your parents are driving you to baseball or you're driving yourself to baseball. You need to make sure that you have a plan. You know exactly what it is you want to get better at that particular night. Maybe it was something you weren't so great at the night before and you need to make some improvements. By under, by having a plan, by understanding how it is you're going to get better, you ha- can better utilize your resources, your resources being your coaches, your facility, you know, even the internet and stuff like that. A lot of the products we provide can help you train on your own and not require necessarily renting a cage or renting a facility um, and again, if you haven't checked us out, please do precisionimpact.ca. Um, be sure if you're interested in following us a little bit more in detail, check us out on Instagram at, at 
precisionimpact.ca or search for us on Facebook, Precision Impact. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, just search Precision Impact and we'll pop up in all those categories. And if you want a little bit more detail um, or follow us a little bit more closer, subscribe to our VIP social club. Stay up to date with all of our product promotions, training tips, and so much more. And that's on our precisionimpact.ca website, our VIP social club. If you have any questions regarding any of my recent segments or today's segment or have any ideas for any future segments, feel free to email me at dirk at precisionimpact.ca. Thanks so much. Great stuff as always. And again, I know you guys are enjoying Dirk being a part of the show. PrecisionImpact.ca brings you that each and every week. And don't forget, they deliver the equipment and training you need to win right to your doorstep and at a price you can afford. You can join their VIP club for insider training tips and special discounts as well. That's PrecisionImpact.ca. And don't forget the code YouthBaseballTalk and receive your additional 10% off. So um, again, they're going to talk about this topic today. And I'm going I'm to look at, I'm going to look internally. And, and think about the things that I've done. So my kids played different sports. They didn't stick with all the sports. They sticked with the ones that they enjoyed. Now, my kids were raised in a house where sports were a part of, of, of life. I wouldn't have made them do something they didn't want to do. Um, I obviously didn't have to worry about that being an issue. I, But I have a, a great friend who was a tremendous baseball player, and his son just he tried football, he tried baseball, he tried different things. And it just, you know, athletically, it wasn't there for him. And it was an interesting thing to watch unfold because I think the dad went through some trying times with it of thinking that eventually this would take, you know, almost like, uh, well, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And, uh, and, and great people, great person, great coach, great did, you know, just all this stuff. But there was a certain amount of frustration there with him, and I watched it unfold, and I always thought, man, that's that, that's got to be a really hard thing. And then I started thinking about it, and there there were a lot of people I knew that were involved in this great game that were really tremendous players, tremendous athletes, and it didn't and it, and it didn't carry into their kids. Now the the odd thing about it is, I think you see a lot of guys that were great players, and then their kids are great players, and so you think there's some natural uh, heredity or some natural gene, some natural, you know, transcendence down through the, you know, through the generations, it, it happens. Right. And then, so when it doesn't happen, I, I don't know, like I, we probably get surprised and maybe we shouldn't get surprised because everybody's different. Right. But it's a hard thing. And as you watch it, you can understand to some degree why a kid would say, I don't want to do this. Now, I guess where the, the, the interesting thing for me is coming into play is when you look at the numbers and it says that kids are playing sports less and, and exercising less, doing things less, you start looking for the why. Now, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, you've got YouTube and video games and things like that, and we point to that. We, we really do. I, but I also don't know that that's fair because I use my son as an example all the time. He loves YouTube and he loves his video game thing and if he's not working out and if he's not doing schoolwork and he's not playing ball, he loves to do that sort of stuff, you know, and he's, and it's always been that way for him. I've never really gotten on him too hard unless he's really gone overboard with it because I've always looked at it like he was really working hard on the stuff that he enjoyed doing and loved to do and, and said he wanted to do. 
So, and I, my, my rule has always been, I will do as much for you as you do. So I'm not going to force you to do anything. If you show me you really want to do this, then I'll do whatever I have to do for you. But I'm, it's not going to be a, I want this more than you do. So I've always looked at it like I'm not going to get on him about doing all this, you know, the, the video games or the YouTube or the phone or the computer, whatever, because everything else was there, right? Now, I know that's not always the case for everybody, and I'm not trying to say I've got some utopian scenario going on here, but I, I would have to imagine that, and because it, it's not, like it, there's been times it has been overboard and it has been a co- topic of conversations for a variety of reasons. Because number one, you don't want it to get to an issue, right? So you try to head it off the path. But when kids are deciding, I would rather do this than this, I think that conversation goes on every day in different forms and not just about sports. It's everything, right? Like not every kid can be a a straight A student. Not every kid can, can play a musical instrument. Not every kid's good at math. Not every kid can run real well. Not every kid can jump real well. Not every kid can hit a baseball rule. I mean, not every kid is a, unfortunately, not every kid is a really good kid. I mean, there's some kids out there struggling with things that are going on in their life and it causes issues. I, we can go back and forth about what makes us all in the end different. So some kids are just different. Now I don't, I guess because it's not my baby, I don't really care too much about that kind of stuff. What interests me because of the show, obviously, is when we're losing kids and you you would be naive not to think that we aren't losing some kids because we just basically have made this no fun. Now, it's interesting that I talk a lot on the show about development, development over winning, things like that. Now, I, I, I've said this, too, is that I think that gets taken the wrong way sometimes because I think you can do both. I think you can win and develop. I just think you don't throw it all in on winning at the cost of development is what I've always said. Like, and plus at the detriment too, that people don't look at when it comes to the whole kid thing. So I like to win. I've always liked to win. I'm not going to, I'm not at the sake for the sake of development. I, you got to find a way again. I, I think you can do it all. So that being said, when a kid doesn't play anymore because it was no fun for him, not because he didn't enjoy it, but because the extracurricular stuff that went on was no fun for him. Well, what are the things that are no fun? It's not real hard to figure out what it is. The game is really hard as is. Now, I think what happens is is some parents, some coaches, some whoever the influencers are in the kid's life, they see the game kind of easy for other kids. And when we say easy, we mean successful, like a kid that has success. And then if you have a kid that has none, you sit there and just think, man, I wish he could hit like that kid, or I wish he could pitch like this kid, or I wish he could field, or I wish he could run. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, right? Instead of, I just wish my kid would go out there and have fun, and if he gets better, he gets better, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. That's just not good enough for some people. I'm not saying all people. That attitude just isn't good enough for some people. Um, I see parents, and again, I've, I've made all these mistakes myself, but I see parents yell at kids because they they don't do well. I see kids yell at kids because they didn't do what they thought was the right thing to do. I see parents yell at kids for basically, let's just be honest. I, the, you're yelling at them because they're not good enough. <laughs> right now, I'm going to get a bunch of people go, nope, 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 not true. I only get on them when they're not given effort. It's like, okay, well that, I mean, that indirectly is uh, you're not giving effort because you're not having success. You're not giving enough effort. I mean, it just, it all comes full circle. 
um, you know, you want to get on your kid, get on your kid because he's a bad teammate. Get on your kid because he's throwing stuff. Get on your kid because, I mean, these are who they are that negative things are negatively going on. Because your kid's not any good at baseball, it's not a negative thing that he or she, depending on what's going on, and this is all sports, it, it, yelling at them, like, I, I, I want to know when and somebody thought that yelling at them was just all of a sudden going to make them better. And I, I'm guilty as charged. You know, I think some of it is, well, I got to get their attention. And if I get his attention, he's going to be better. Well, no, Jim, you're being naive. It's not that he'll get better. He's going to work harder because he knows that I mean business. Well, you know, I can mean business all day long, but if he just can't do it, you just can't do it. You know, and therein lies my biggest issue with the whole thing. And this is kind of where it goes for me. Now, I will say this, there's two, there's two kinds of, of issues with this as far as I see it, because in the end, what we're really talking, now see, I'm going to cover one area right now, and that area is the kid that either doesn't want to take this as serious as the parent does, or the kid that unfortunately just isn't as good as the other kids. Now, it, it isn't like, I mean, let's, let's be realistic. I mean, we're not building this perfect society here where Oh, you can't hit and you can't field and you can't throw. You got, you have to quit baseball. No, there is a place for that kid that just wants to play. And it doesn't matter if he's any good or not. There's a place for him. Now it's real easy to go. Yeah, there's a place for that. It's called rec rec ball at little league. Okay. Yeah. You can say that, but another part of this whole deal is the, especially the way the world is now is kids want to play with their friends, right? So that's why select baseball is what it is because you've got, Parents that know one another, kids that know one another, they want to play together, and then they go and they put this team together and everybody's happy and everybody plays. The problem is, is that like with everything in life, not everybody can do the same things other kids can do. And like on most teams, you're going to have, you know, three or four kids that are really good, three or four kids that are okay, that are good, three or four kids that are just okay. And then you might even have a kid that just, it just can't play, but he's their buddy and they play other sports together. It happens every day and we see it, right? And that's just not good enough for us for some reason. And here's the funny thing. It isn't that it's just, everybody says, yeah, you're right. You know, those, those parents of the kids that are really, really good and that coach, that's just not good enough for him. No, that's not necessarily true. It's also not good enough for the parent of the kid who's at the bottom of the list. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've, I've dealt with it. It, it, it's your fault as a coach that he's not doing this and he should get to do this and he should get to, and it's like, that's just not reality. At some juncture, the parent has to take responsibility for this situation. Now, if you go into this thing, and I know a lot of teams that do this, they go into it and it's like, hey, listen, I, it doesn't matter if he's good, bad, the worst player on the team, the best player on the team. This is our group of kids and this is what we're going to go with. Okay, that's great. But even sometimes that's not good enough. You what always happens? I mean, again, it's not everybody, and I've seen some great situations, but it's like you can't help yourself. You know, this little conversation going on over here. Well, you know, we'd be better if we had tryouts, but, we, you know, this is a friend team, and, you know, a few of the kids just aren't. I mean, why do we have to say that? Why can't it just be, yeah, this is our team. I mean, we love it. It's great. We have a great time. I mean, I, I, everybody's always got a, there's always a, a but. You know what I mean? There's always a but. I love the Facebook post with all the butts too. It did really, really well this weekend, you know, because, you know, because you didn't win or didn't have any success. So there's got to be a, but, you know, we played up and, 
you know, we played a division higher and I couldn't be more proud of the kid. I mean, why do you, I mean, I mean, again, I always joked around and said that I was going to, the only Facebook post I was going to do is I was going to send stuff out like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, loved watching the kids compete tonight. Logan was 0 for 4, rough night. And then eventually somebody would go, after a while, would go, what are you doing? And I'd say, well, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, people just want to post when their kid hits a home run or does this or does that. I mean, if we're going to give you updates on his stats, how about let's be accurate? <laughs> that was kind of my thing. I mean, and I said it as a joke, but, you know, we've turned this into, you know, a, a, a got to do this, got to do that, have to do it. And it's just not the way it is. Now, it can be for some people. Right. It, 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 it can be. And for some kids, it is. I mean, I've met kids that live, sleep, drink, eat baseball, hockey, soccer, whatever it is. Band. I, you know, there's nothing like talking to a kid who takes his grades really serious. It's an amazing thing. Like to have a conversation with a kid who understands at a young age how important his grades are and that his future lies within his academics. And, you know, it's just a, you know, it's just, but that's a different kind of kid, right? Like, you can't get mad at your kid because they don't get that. It's funny how that is acceptable in our society, though. If you want to get on your kid's ass and you want to ride him pretty hard and you want to berate him and you want to do this, if it's over academics, it's okay. But it's not okay if it's over sports. I love that one, too, by the way. You know, you don't tell me how to raise my kid. I'm talking about his future as academics. Okay, so let me get this straight. So I'm to believe that yelling at a kid isn't going to help him get any better at baseball, but yelling at him about his academics is. I mean, come on. Now, again, I think there's healthy is setting parameters or setting um, expectations. Like, hey, these are your expectations. And without this, there's none of this. And I've always told my kids, listen, I, I don't care what you do, but we're not going to come out here and jack around if we're going to dedicate this much time, energy, and let's face it, money into it. And then grades being what they are, I mean, you have to treat grades. And it's like, listen, you want to do all this extracurricular stuff. Well, the grades have come first. If we can't do the grades, I'm not mad at you because you're not like maybe like either. And again, you have to be realistic about your, your own situation. You're not putting in the time or you're putting in the time and you're struggling. It's one or the other, probably, right? Or you don't care. I mean, like, I know that varies in different ways. But like I always said, listen, if the, if you, if the grades aren't there, then we're going to have to take some of this time we're dedicating over here and we're going to have to rededicate it to grades. Nothing wrong with that. And we're spending money on this and this and this in, in your sport. We may have to spend that money on a tutor. Now, that's not a threat. That's reality. Well, some people have the means to do it all, and that's fine too. Your situation dictates what you do. But I don't, I mean, but yelling is not going to get you anywhere. I mean, I don't, I mean, again, I, I don't, I don't know how it does. I, Standing over the top of me and yelling at me as an adult doesn't make me want to do anything. You know, explaining to me the situation, explaining to me the, the, the consequences, explaining to me the parameters, the expectations. Okay, I have them. And now if somebody comes to me and says, hey, you knew the expectations and you're not meeting them, we have to do something different. Okay, well, I have to do that. A little bit harder as a young person because I think you kind of, you know, you you know, you need a couple of come to Jesus moments, maybe, but they're reality. So when you're quitting a sport, why are you really quitting it? Well, I, I think sometimes we make it absolutely miserable for them. That's what saddens me. 
Now, the other part of this is the money. Okay. Uh, Money has gotten involved in this game and has made it miserable. Well, again, the answer to that is create your own situation. I don't want to hear about money. Okay. I've heard that one and I'm going to, I'm going to cry foul on that one. Okay. I'm going to say, I understand where you're going with this. Okay. If you want to play on this team and if you want this, yes, it costs money. Well, so, I mean, if, if, if you want a BMW over a Chevy, you pay for it. Okay. If you want to go play for an elite program or you want to go play for a program where they do this and this and this and this, it costs money, but you don't have to do that to play baseball. You don't have to do that. There's also no proof that doing it at a young age guarantees you anything. There's no proof that doing it at any age guarantees you anything. So again, we're back to, if you just want to play, uh, last I checked, Little League's not expensive. I know tons of quote-unquote select and travel baseball teams that have a very low fee with a, with a low budget. Now, it's a, I use the car scenario. You don't get the bells and whistles. You're probably not traveling on the weekends. You're probably playing, you know, and because things cost money, right? Tournaments cost money. Things cost money. You may play less tournaments. You may play, you may not even play league. You may practice. You may do whatever. Again, where there's a will, there's a way. Okay. So for a parent to say, well, we can't afford the program ball, so we're out. Well, I mean, then what's it really about? Is it about wearing a jersey? A certain jersey with a certain name across the front? Or is it about your kid wanting to play baseball? So the money's a little touchy for me. Now, does it stink that maybe you have a kid with some talent and he can't go get this like the other kids? Well, I mean, it's the world we live in and stuff happens all the time. Okay. I, I, I'm not gonna, that, that does stink. I get it. I mean, I wish everybody had the money to do whatever they wanted to do, but I don't have all the money to do the things I want to do. I have, I mean, I, I work hard and I try to provide what I can. And then I set priorities on things that I think are there, but I'm no different than you or anybody else. And that if things changed in my life, I'd have to make some hard decisions. People say, well, okay, Jim, it's easy for you because you're knee deep in baseball. So if for some reason you couldn't afford to send your kid here and here, you could probably spend a lot of time with him at home and he would at least get some good instruction. Maybe not the best because I'm not the best, but he would get some. Okay. Yes. Accurate. Now flip the tables. What if my daughter was a talented soccer player and I didn't have the money for her to play club soccer anymore? I, I mean, I, now what I can do is I can go outside and kick a soccer ball with my daughter and have fun with her and have a relationship with her in that aspect. And if she really loves the game, I just keep her playing on a lower level because she wants to play soccer. You know, do I just quit? Do I put it in her head that she should just quit? because it's not the high level that she was playing. See, some of that's coming from the parents. Like, well, if we can't do it all the way, we're not going to do it. Well, again, what were we really doing to begin with? That sounds to me like the parent that assumes I'm going to get a college scholarship or if I don't get a college scholarship, this was a fail. My kid doesn't go pro. This was a waste of time. You know, look in the mirror sometimes at why they're quitting, folks, is really what I'm saying. Now, you you may be saying too, um, and this is where I'll end it. And and again, here's the here's the other thing that I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to give you the pass on that you think you're going to get. 
well, we had an awful experience. You know, these coaches, some of these coaches, awful experience, awful experience, ruined it for my son or my daughter. Uh, I listen, I know it happens. I know it goes on. Okay. I know that nobody intentionally puts their kid in harm's way, but you got to be the adult and the parent here. I'm sorry. I've seen some scenarios where some people got into some things blindly or misled, you know, okay. So you've had a little adversity, deal with it, make a decision, deal with it, do what's best, deal with it and move on. I mean, because it's a sport, you just dismiss it and cry about it and whine about it and, and just let it ruin your, your life. But if it was something else, you wouldn't, right? I mean, what happens if you, if your job turns sour, what happens if this turns, I mean, you, you figure it out, right? I mean, again, if it means that much to you, you'll figure it out. I mean, you, you think like, if you're listening to this, you think you're the only person that's ever went to a baseball team and had an awful coach that, you know, that your son or daughter had a bad experience with. Okay. Move on. Go find a better one. And I'm going to tell you this. Okay. You're the parent. Do what parents do. Do your research. Do your homework. Ask questions. I can tell you that most of the conversations I've had with people, in the end, they they all say the same thing. You know, I didn't see that coming. I I I you know I should have looked into this a little more because it's funny how many times. And I'm just talking about my little neck of the woods that I know. And I look at people, and they go into these situations, and then they have a bad situation. And I got to look at them and go, "Well, what'd you expect?" Yeah, I know, but, and I'm like, but what? Because your son was the best player on his team. You thought he was going to go over there. And this guy who has a reputation for being a hard ass or being a yeller or being a screamer was going to treat your kid with kid gloves. Bad call. Bad call. Don't walk into McDonald's and when you get a 50 cent hamburger, be upset that it doesn't taste like filet mignon. Again, I, I don't, I don't, this isn't that difficult. It's not that difficult. Now, on the pay-to-play side with the big clubs and the big, the big organizations, remember that when you go there, no matter how good you think little Johnny is, you're just one fish in the pond now, and you're going to get treated as such. Remember this, and I've had to have this hard conversation with friends of mine, okay? If it's $3,000 or $5,000 or $10,000 or $1,000, it doesn't matter what it is. When you go play for one of these programs, okay? When you look around the room, everybody paid that money, okay? So guess what? Every kid paid that money, and they're going to do it accordingly. It's just reality. Most of the clubs I talk to range anywhere from everybody paid us the same amount of money, and everything's going to be equal. I've seen that happen. I've also seen clubs say, hey, listen, everybody did pay us equally, and we're going to train them all. And the, and, and the, everybody gets opportunities, but it's almost like a 70, 30 thing when it comes to playing games, because you still got to play games. And we do believe that, that, that you got to learn how to earn your spot and learn how to win and learn how to do this. I don't know that I, I don't know that I have issue with that either. I've talked about that on the show too, roles and doing all this. Now I've, I've went back and forth in my own mind on that one. So again, the expectations that we set. I think sometimes are causing this issue of why kids are quitting. 
I think we want to blame it on a lot of things. I think we want to blame it on everybody. I think sometimes as parents and as coaches, we want to blame it on everybody but ourselves. Well, my kid just didn't have any interest. My kid didn't enjoy it. He wasn't any good. Um, bad situation. Ruined it. I'm just, I'm not buying any of that. I'm just not. And I know some of you guys are going, well, you don't know my situation. No, I don't. But, I mean, I've seen a lot of it. A lot of it on both sides. And, you know, I shake my head a lot and go, I, I, the the saddest thing for me are the, are the, the parent goggles. I'm sorry. And I know that's an awful term. And I know that some people, you know, will say whatever. But it's, it's, it's real. It's real. And it's hard because... I don't fault people for having them because it's your kid and you're, you're, you care about them and you want things for them. I get that. But parent goggles are cause the biggest problem. I, it's the number one problem in this whole thing. It's like we can't admit that our son just isn't as good as somebody else. We've got to quit comparing them to other people. Just let them go play. I mean, just listen to the conversations out of the ball field. Excuse after excuse after excuse for our kids. Quit make you don't need to make an excuse for your kid. Just let him play. Oh, you know, I don't know what's wrong with him today. He woke up, he wasn't feeling very well. You hear that about every I mean, how many times do you hear that? Think to yourself how many times you've said it, or how many times you've heard somebody say it at a ball field. Because a kid had a bad day. There had to be a reason. He couldn't just have a bad day, which everybody has. Big leaguers. Bad day. You're watching the playoffs right now. Some of the best players in the world are having bad days. They're having bad series, bad postseasons. Best players in the world, right? I mean, some of these guys that are great players that are not doing so well, I don't see their mom on national TV going, he woke up with the sniffles today. That's why he went 0 for 4. I'm sorry, but I'm just calling it like I see it because, again, now, well, Jim, what does this all have to do with why he participation down? Because it's a direct thing. It's it's the way we're approaching this. How? It, let me ask you a question. Take yourself back to ten years old. That's if that's going on. How do you think it trickles down? And you tell me that's fun. <laughs> they have to have fun whether they have success or not, and that's where we failed. Not everybody, but I but I think we failed. Steve Springer talks about redefining what success is. I always say all the time, you got to be a man to go stand out there. You got to be a man just to get in a batter's box. You got to be a man just to get on the mound. Just to let somebody hit a round ball at you as hard as they can. I, you, or, or a woman. It, I, I, you, you understand what I'm saying. You got to be somebody just to do it. It's got to be enough that you're willing to stick it out there and just do it. And enjoy it and have fun with it. So, that again, I don't have all the answers. I just... I look at it, and these are the things that make me nervous. And again, just sub baseball out and put in any other sport. I've seen it. Now, listen, other sports have different challenges, right? Football, for example. You've really got to love contact to play football. Now, there's a lot of kids that like to play, but they don't like contact, and eventually that game will pass them up. Okay, it, it becomes too much. You see kids really hang on, and you always wonder, and I don't think it's the parents all the time that are pushing kids to do it. I think some kids really genuinely like to be around it. They like to be around it as long as they don't get hit, so they hang on until they can't hang on anymore. I think that's real. I think baseball is the same way. A lot of kids do not want to get hit by a baseball. And I always say, who the hell does? The toughest kid you know doesn't want to get hit by a baseball. I don't care how cool he acts. It doesn't feel good. 
right? That's always my favorite. Wear it. Wear it. You wear it. <laughs> you stand in there, and when a ball gets thrown at you, don't move because you want to get to first base. That's, that's not natural. So, again, I, 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 you know, to come full circle with it, I think – I think all sports have their challenges when it comes to why kids don't play. I think there's always been that part of it, though, right? I mean, since the beginning of time, some kids did just didn't want to play baseball. They didn't. They got hit with a ball, whether it off the bat, got hit with a pitch, whatever. And that that's always been there, though. Same thing with football. Same thing with hockey. Same thing with all those sports, right? There's always been the the challenges of the sport itself, but when we're losing kids. Now again, and, and again, an inherent part of anything is you lose kids to other things of interest. I can live with that too. But what I can't live with are the kids that are quitting because we're making this miserable. And then we make excuses like money. That's an excuse. It is an excuse. Okay? And not looking in the mirror and realizing that we probably played a part in some of these. Not all. Some. Money, same thing. Some. So in the end, just... Fix what you can fix. Let's for those of that are new to it. Let's try to avoid ever getting to that point, and maybe we can turn it around a little bit. At the end of the day, just enjoy yourself. Let them enjoy it, and have fun, and be as competitive as everybody wants to be. And in the end, um, get out of it what you put in it. That's the way it's supposed to work, right? So, good stuff. Um, hope you enjoyed the conversation, and I'm looking forward to everybody's feedback on it because this is an interesting topic that I'm sure. Um, this is a, this is an example of one that I'll get a lot of different scenarios from people. And I like that because again, it's what I enjoy typically, you know, maybe on Sundays by Sunday, I'll get a bunch of, and I'll read them Sunday night or, or during the week. And I love them. So again, keep sharing them with me. I appreciate it. Um, going to take, uh, going to take a second here and welcome in my good friend and yours, Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv, as he brings you his tip of the week. Uh, it's always good. It's always quality. More and more people are, are getting EliteBaseball.tv. I just worked with a kid in the cage yesterday, and I had mentioned it to his dad, and his dad actually went out and got it. I didn't know he had done it, and I was actually working on him with something, and his dad walked up and said, so that's the exact same thing I was, and I'm like, well, where do you think I got it? I mean, I'm not reinventing the wheel, and I'm not smart enough, but guys like Justin Stone and all these guys are tremendous at what they do, and I've learned something from all of them, you know, I've spent so much time around Rick Strickland in a cage. I, I feel like I've learned stuff from him. Same thing with Justin. So we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're just letting the guys that, that are the best at what they do help us all get better. So let's hear what he has for us this week. It's EliteBaseball.tv Tip of the Week. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. And we had an interesting question this week on our members portion of the EliteBaseball.tv site. And the parent showed a very, very high-end swing from a nine-year-old. You can tell that he loves baseball, he's worked on it a lot, and he plays a lot. The swing sequentially looked what I would see out of like a high school or a college kid coming in here. Lower body was leading and driving. He had a good tight rotation, good barrel speed, and the ball was jumping off the bat. Nine-year-old, of course, a lot of nine-year-olds aren't very big, but the ball was explosive from his 65-pound frame. And then he showed me a game video. And in the game video, the player slowed down rotation, got the bat to contact, and like many of us have seen with our youth players as a father, mother, or a coach, literally stopped the bat at contact. So in my mind, the player was more concerned about, hey, I want to make sure I'm making contact with this ball I want to make sure I don't swing and miss, and that was the completion 
of the swing because that was the end of the goal. He had made contact. We have seen this with every one of our youth players that has ever played the game at some point, where we get away from being explosive in a training setting and we get anxiety of, oh man, I want to make sure I make contact. I don't let my peers down. I don't let my dad down. I don't want to look foolish by swinging and missing. So the father asked, how can we overcome this problem that we've seen so many times happen with every player that has picked up a bat or a ball? And one of my head instructors had a great answer for this. Travis Kerber came in and said, said, get your son out with his friends on a field, just playing and let him play. And what he meant by that is when you take away the pressure of whatever this young man was feeling, some sort of exterior influence on him, whether it's a, a coach that he's trying to please, mom and daddy's trying to please, looking good in front of his peers, or just the anxiety of competing and wanting to do a good job. And you take all that away and you let a kid be a kid and you play on the field and watch what happens. And the likelihood is he's going to get back into that training type swing where he's going to cut it loose, he's going to go through his full swing, and because there is no outside influence, pressure, or he's just playing, being a kid, and having fun. So that's a good way to take away those fears that young players have when they're competing. We always think that we're doing this sort of training and it should show up and be the exact same way in a game. But a lot of times you, you don't have that same pressure in a, in a training situation where they're comfortable, they're relaxed, and then of course in the game they're feeling anxiety and pressure. And we th always say, hey, we're going to make sure we train at game speed. We want to do things the same way in practice as what we do in, train or in a game. And that just can't be replicated because you don't have the fear of failure, the anxiety and pressure that you're going to feel when you step into a batter's box and you're competing and people are in the stands. People are watching you. Baseball is a team sport. However, it's a one-on-one -on -one matchup. It's me versus the pitcher. Or in the pitching case, it's the pitcher versus the hitter and there's people in the stands watching, there's people on the field watching, there's people in the dugout watching, and all those eyes are on me. And for an eight or nine-year-old to do that for the first time and actually be aware of their surroundings, it's a scary thing. It's a lot of adults looking in on you, a lot of your peers, so you can imagine the immense pressure that a young man will feel when you get in a competitive situation, the competitive nature of sports. Take away those fears, get them on a field and see how the reaction is different when they're just playing and having fun. So if you've had this problem yourself, that's my answer for you. Take away the exterior forces that are pressure that's being put on the young athletes and let them go out and play. Sit back if you want to try to hide and watch and see how the difference in reaction is from what they're seeing in a game. And then that's something you can talk about with your son or daughter at the end of the day. Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv, and we'll see you on the field. Tremendous stuff, and again, I appreciate Justin his contributions to the show. Um, we're very lucky to have him, very lucky to have him a part of what we do. Um, again, I, I can't stress to you enough, it's the best $99 you'll ever spend. EliteBaseball.tv, um, you'll use it every day, and the minute you get your kid involved in it to where they do it and they can watch it on their own and log in and just spend time, uh, I think you'll be surprised at the difference that it makes. Uh, enjoyed the show this week. I hope you did as well. I look forward to your comments on it. Uh, I want to thank uh, our contributors again. Uh, obviously, Justin Stone, you just heard from EliteBaseball.tv. Of course, Dirk Dombrowski with PrecisionImpact.ca. Uh, my friend, he and Phil, that do a wonderful job supplying quality products to people at affordable prices. Uh, the Rope Trainer, uh, TheRopeTrainer.com, as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Get yours today. Um, and again, all the people at LineUpMedia.fm for their continued support of the show. Home now to Yo Radio, the streaming platform. Download it on your mobile device for free. Uh, the sleek new uh, 
uh, format is out. You guys are going to love it. I do. Um, it's my go-to for music now, and I'm enjoying it immensely. Uh, finding us on social media is real easy, at Podcast Baseball on Twitter. If you're a baseball person, we're going to follow you back. Find us on Facebook. Type in Youth Baseball Talk. Follow us. Uh, like us. Click invite your friends. Get them all involved. We would appreciate it. And, of course, uh, again, as part of that group at lineupmedia.fm. For all of us here at Youth Baseball Talk, I'll see you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.